Welcome to the Value Scripts. We're grateful to have you with us today. We got a great show. It's going to be a little different format. Um, we are going to be responding to feedback and questions. Yep. And yep. we appreciate. First of all, we want to appreciate. Tell you how much we appreciate giving us the feedback, asking the questions, and listening to the show. Thank you very much. A lot of these will be coming from different platforms too. So. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be reading the YouTube. I think you're on the Instagram. You've even got some text messages. So, like, uh, don't feel like that, you know, you're not going to be heard if you comment somewhere else. Fantastic. All right. Without further ado, I'm your host, Lonnie Carmichael. This is the lovely co-host, Meredith Carmichael. We got in studio our producer, Justin Bush, <laughs> with the editing magic. Hello. Hello there. And we're, here we go. There, there. Let's do this. Um, so yeah, for our, on YouTube on uh, the price to become a dentist. Yes. Uh, on one of your shorts, the guy said, the crazy part about becoming a dentist specifically is that no one ever talks about the fact that you also need to be a small business owner. I would love to hear him discuss the struggles, if there were any, of being a dentist and a small business owner at the same time. I'm sure if he has his own private practice or not, but that would be interesting to hear. Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And he's totally right. Um, I, I did start Sun Valley Pediatric Dentistry here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. Um, as I came out of residency, I, I kind of thought, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to join a large group. I'm going to do my 20 years, get the gold Rolex as a retirement gift, ride the wave. And I joined a practice 2008. The recession hit. It wasn't long before I could see the writing on the wall. They just weren't busy enough to be able to maintain the salary they were paying me. And I was going to be out of a job pretty soon. Not, not long after that, the partners came to me and they said, hey. Uh, and I had even sent an email prior to that asking kind of to be fired just because I didn't really fit in the practice. It was, uh, I love the guys. They were a lot of fun. They, they were a lot of fun. And they were great guys. A couple of them were even great dentists. Uh, but they just, you know, our standards and our morals and ethics uh, were just not quite totally aligned. So I um, was starting to get uncomfortable with that and realizing that it was getting slow. Schedules were slow. I actually said, hey, I, I imagine you guys are having budget issues with what's going on in the economy. Um, here's how you can save X amount of dollars a year. Basically, let me go. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they read that. A couple weeks later, they came to me and they said, hey, you're right. We can't afford to keep you. We're sorry, but we're going we're gonna to ask you to go down to part-time employment and we'll give you a month and then we can't pay you anymore. We're, we're going to have to start trimming the fat on our budget sides and try to figure out how to survive the recession. So that was disheartening. I was nine years post high school and educate deep in education. I had four degrees. You know, I had my dental degree, I had a master's degree, my bachelor's degree, an associate degree. And here I am. I'm working back on the farm driving tractor for my dad while I'm trying to figure out how to work part time and launch my career. Uh, I had a friend, um, we talked about him on the very first episode. We talked about my friend Kurt. And um, he was like, Lonnie, you got to call this guy. You got to call Mike Warm. You got to call Mike. He's going to, he's a practice broker. He helped me find a great opportunity. He helped me find a practice. So I called Mike. Long story short, in the 
the end of 2008, beginning of January 2009, I closed on our first practice. It was a failing practice in Gilbert, Arizona, and it, I bought it as a short sale, got it for a song. It was fantastic, and um, we were able to go in there, double revenues within a year. We changed quite a few things, changed the culture of the practice, marketed aggressively, and like I said, doubled revenue within a year. We also, on Meredith's birthday, July 24th, 2009, signed the papers. I bought another practice. It was a, at the time, cosmetic dental practice that was geared toward women. So they were attempting to be an all-female cosmetic dental practice, and that did not survive the recession. So we bought the building and um, inherited a couple of staff members and turned it into a pediatric dental practice. And that has been our banner office. And while I could spend probably three days talking about the things that I've learned in the business side of dentistry, the Cliff Notes version, you got to watch your P&L. And you need to understand what, what the P&L numbers mean. Your profit and loss. Statement. If you don't know what P&L in, uh, that is a profit and loss statement. And the reason I say that is my partner um, quite readily admitted a couple years ago. He goes, dude, I don't know what I'm looking at with these P&Ls. I don't even know what they are. And so we started diving into that together a little bit. But there are certain percentages and things that you want to have your staff costs be. You want to have your occupation or your um, yeah, your occupation costs, the, the cost that it takes you to have a place to operate your business. You want your occupation costs to be a certain percentage. You want your marketing costs to be a certain percentage, no higher than. And in order to achieve an NOI or net operating income of 25% or better, most single-owned dental practices that are not associate-based um, can achieve uh, you know, an overhead of 60, maybe 55% if you're really running thin and you have a 40% profit margin. That is if you are the de- only dentist in the practice and you are the owner of the practice, then you structure it right. Most associate-run practices, your NOI is going to be much closer to only 20%, or really if you're running a great 25, maybe 30, but that is really hard to get to if you're paying associate doctor salaries and also paying yourself and then looking for profit at the end of the day. And so there is a lot that goes into it. I'd be happy to even... You know, um, we were talking earlier, I should start, I should start doing consulting because of the things I've learned. And uh, so if you want to reach out to us again, if there's any, you want to DM us, I can, I can walk you through whatever. But yeah. I, I've learned a ton. We should probably do some shows on that. Really, yeah. Go into that. Have like a whole consulting side. Yeah. You know. It's not a bad but, idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Um, do you want to read one of the Instagram ones or any messages that you got? Well, there was one for, I wanted Meredith to respond to you. It was from Brittany. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. was a little bit on here. Where There was one I'm comment on, right on YouTube. Uh, a guy said, my dog's name is Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> that was all he said. I'm debating whether or not to tell this story. Yeah, this happened yesterday in the, in the office. I had a patient's um, dad. I walked in the room and I said, hi, my name is Lonnie. And he, he goes, he goes, oh, this is my daughter's name. Her name's Kalani. He goes, my brother's name is Lonnie. He goes, he's like, is that a family name that you have? And I said, and I started laughing. I said, why do you ask? He goes, because the only people I know named Lonnie are, are, are like me. And he was African-American. And I was like, well, yeah, I, 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 I was kind of chuckled when you said that, because I had a professor in dental school. 
and his name was Lonnie spelled I-E, not Y. I don't know anybody else named Lonnie. Really? Yeah. You need to get out more, bro. <laughs> right. Anyway. I also dated a girl named Justine, so that was weird. Back to my story before the interruption. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Dr. Johnson, he looked at me, he goes, hey, so your name's Lonnie. I said, yeah. He goes, what part of the country did you grow up in? And I said, what makes you think I'm from the country? He goes, well, he goes, every Lonnie I know is either African-American, a Hawaiian woman, or from the country. And you don't look like either of the other two. So what part of the country are you from? I was like, I grew up on a, on a cotton farm west of Phoenix, about 40 miles. He goes, yeah, I knew it. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Every time. And, and the, you know, it was funny. The patient's dad yesterday, he, he was, he just, he, I go, the same thing. He goes, yeah, my brother's name, Lonnie, but he spells it I. He goes, where'd you guys come up with that spelling? Is that a family name? And I was like, it is a family name. He goes, well, who are you named after? I was like, well, my dad's name's Lonnie. He goes, is this spelled the same? I said, yeah. And he said, he has a, he's like, anyone else in the family? So well, he actually has a cousin named Lonnie. Because yours is with a Y, right? Right. Yeah. That's correct. And, but my dad's cousin spells it with an IE. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't know It's like that. my dad. My dad's name is Mark, but he spells his with a C. No. Everyone mm-hmm. that like writes a check to him or anything like that, it's M-A-R-K. So does he still get to cash it? That's a good question. I don't know. How does he endorse it? Wow. Dad, respond in the comments. <laughs> anyway, so the comment from uh, you wanted her to respond to was from I Brittany. did, but I can't find it anymore. So, like, the comments, like, only go so deep. You want me to uh, do another YouTube one? Sure. This one's pretty hard. Um, That's right. We got this. I have really enjoyed your podcast. So, you are so correct in putting effort into marriage and really anything. But is there ever a realization at any point that marriage is not fixable? Yes. 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 I don't know. Um, We've seen that with family members, um, friends, where I think they tried, you know, for a long time to to get there. And I mean, that's that's a personal, individual, and couple. Thing that you gotta you gotta really be honest with yourself about, and certainly, goodness, we had times too where we we weren't sure that we were gonna be able to pull through, but but we but at the same time never got to a place where we were like, hey, I'm done, like like done, you know. I never felt that way. I I worried and I questioned, but but never got to that definitive feeling like we we didn't we weren't going to be able to repair things you, you said that when you threw your wedding ring at me one night no i said i was not putting that ring back on my finger until you said i'm XYZ done xyz i'm done it's gonna happen i didn't tell you i wanted done a divorce with the crap you didn't oh say yeah it was yes <laughs> yes and i meant it <laughs> and you were you were rightfully so yeah. you guys you guys have been through a lot but got to a better place you know I but s- i think it's because you both wanted to we did. I mean, all, as as crazy as it might sound, I think we were both always trying to be loved and find love to hold on to. Um, and there was a lot of unpacking in my own head that I had to do to figure out how to even understand what that meant. And that was one of the masteries that I had to obtain in order to move forward. I had to worked through a lot of the BS stories that I told myself in my head that were based on what I thought was reality, my subconscious programming that was Mm -hmm. from my childhood. And it was really hard. It kept, I mean, you know, it's funny, man, your subconscious brain, 
And that happened two weeks ago. We were we were up in we were up in we were up in St. George over the Independence Day weekend, and I was somehow got into this place where I was looking. Uh, I didn't realize this, but I was looking for ways to verify in my mind that Meredith was making me feel that I was disregarded or not important or um, insignificant. And that's kind so of you my were looking for that. Well, it's kind of why well, I wasn't necessarily consciously looking for it. Subconsciously you were, but I would consciously think like, for example, this is kind of, I'm kind of embarrassed to share this, but this happened. I got in the shower and I started shaving. And I was like, damn, dang it. Freaking razor's dull. You know? So I was like, did you shave your legs with this? She's like, yeah. I was like, why didn't you replace the head? You were like, what? You know what I'm like? Well, yeah, the least you could have done was like, you knew it dulled my blade. So you could have given me a head, you know, a, a new, a new razor replacement. And, um, you know, I can't believe you didn't do that. And you're like, honey, check yourself. Like, you're getting mad at me for not replacing your razor. I was like, I can get you another razor. Like, would you like, like another there's one, one right here. Do you want, do you want this? And, no, I don't want it. And I was, and well, and I was kind of like, Rawr. and then I realized, like, you know, you're being kind of stupid, Lonnie. Like, she's right. Like, just. Now, were there certain factors that you realized that made you react that way? Like, did you have a terrible day? Did you, well, like, did you. Traveling with, uh. It seems traveling with the family seems to bring out the best in me. <laughs> it's just hectic and stressful. So anytime there's extra stress, yeah. you're tired. So traveling too, you're sleep deprived, long distances, exhausting. So then you're already run down. And then you, and if you have. Your fuse gets shorter. Your fuse is shorter and you don't necessarily have a positive mental state. So your, your demons start surfacing, right? And my biggest demon is being insignificant. I'm not significant. And that's what, that's my default programming is. And so then I start looking for consciously looking for, or subconsciously looking for ways to verify that I'm insignificant. And so you start like just something simple as we agreed to this, but you did this instead. Well, that must mean I'm not important enough for you to listen to what I wanted. Mm. Right. Kind of stuff. And then, um, but at the same time, what she wanted was just as valid. Yeah. Right. So it didn't, we didn't need to go to war on it, but that's tough. So, but long story short and answer yeah. your question, I would say, um, if we want to have a very short answer to your question, is there ever a time when we should look into not saving a marriage? I would say if there is an environment where the spirit of love is impossible to obtain in your home due to abuse, whether it's physical, sexual, verbal, emotional, um, emotional Mm-hmm. or uh, intentionality of continually trying to sabotage things, whatever, and the other person is not willing to correct that behavior nor provide an environment where you can thrive yourself, love can thrive on its own, that, that's a situation where we have to consider, what do you do? What do you, how do you move forward? How do you move out of that? If both spouses in the marriage are not committed to making it better, and, and it's not going to work. If only one person is committed to getting better, that person will get better. Yeah. But that'll continue. That'll actually drive you further apart if you're not both working on your marriage together. It's really good, too, to have a third party that can kind of help you dissect things that are going on and, and kind of call each of you out on whatever, whatever area you might be stuck in. Because when you're in it, sometimes you don't always like get a full picture of yourself or your spouse or, you know, it's hard to, to get that bird's eye view, but to having a third party, like a trusted counselor for sure is, is good. Somebody Mm -hmm. that's not biased that can really help you dive in. 
But yeah, certainly there's, there are marriages I've seen that, you know, you want, you want them to be able to make it through and thrive and be happy, but it just isn't possible. Yeah. And, okay. and that's, that's okay too. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Thank you for joining us today on the value script. We will be back with part two of question and answers. So just like Lonnie always says, clickety click to subscribe. And um, we look forward to answering more questions next time. 